Welcome to Zen Chakra. The goal of this podcast is to bring you the best tips and techniques on things like energy healing, the law of attraction, chakras, meditation, emotional freedom, and yoga from some of the best minds in the New Age sector. Join us each month as we open up the conversation and help you on your journey to enlightenment. Hello, hello. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I'm your host, Amanda, and today I'm going to give you a little background about myself and this podcast. But first, before we do that, I just want to announce that I have some wonderful interviews lined up. Our first will be with a gentleman by the name of Jim Riley. He's an expert on the law of attraction and a process called mirroring. Jim has many talents from the spiritual realm, but he is best known for his positive affirmations, manifestation skills, and he's currently working on a book, which I'm not exactly sure what the name of that is, so we'll make sure that we get that from him when he comes in. I'm also trying to line up an interview with Jenny from Zen Worlds. She's one of my favorite chakra-based podcasts, and she not only has extensive knowledge on the chakras, but her podcast utilizes tuning forks to hone in on the seed sounds of each chakra, which I absolutely love. And finally, I have an interview set up with 320-somethings who are currently in college just to get a feel for where our youth is today. What are their thoughts on the current state of our planet? Are they fearful of the prospects of 2012? What are their belief systems on religion versus spirituality? And is there a difference? These are just a few questions that I want to know, so I'm looking forward to that. This podcast, as I have said before, is a way for me to not only open up the conversation, but share in my own journey to enlightenment. I wanted a place for people to go to listen about holistic ways to heal themselves and get information on things in the spirit realm that can help them on their own journey and their own path. What I find most interesting about the state of our consciousness in 2011 is how different the landscape has changed just in the past 10 to 15 years. My so-called first spiritual experience was when I was was in college in the middle 90s. I was working for a construction company at the time and my boss had hired a psychic to find out some information on her own company. Believe it or not, I had never even heard of the term psychic. I immediately sought one out though because I too wanted to know more. Of course, I had no idea what it was or what I was doing or why I even wanted to do it, but I was 18 and everything at that age seemed like a really, really good idea. Well, turned out that I was out pretty much 75 hard-earned dollars, and nothing really came of the experience. However, a few years later, in uh, I would say maybe 1996, I became friends with a woman that I worked with at a design firm, and that initial experience with the psychic allowed me to be open to the unknown. Jory was much older than me, but we instantly clicked. I really didn't understand it because she was 30 years older than me, but there was a connection that I couldn't explain that we had between us. She became one of my greatest friends. Looking back, I can now see that meeting her really changed my life. I was completely drawn to her and her beliefs. Her charisma was intoxicating, especially for a young 20-something that really was in need of guidance. On the first day that I met her, her eyes lit up and she came running over to me and she said, You and I have traveled before. I owned a brothel and you were one of my one of my girls and your name was Ruby. Oh honey, it's so good to see you. I really didn't know what to say to her. I I I mean, what do you say to something like that? 
but I couldn't deny the connection that her and I had, and I had a deep sense of knowing her, even though I had never met her, and I certainly couldn't explain it. She was so enthusiastic about life, and I found that her expertise on life between lives and reincarnation is what really, really started to open me up. Because of her, I was introduced to authors like Michael Newton, who wrote wonderful books like Life Between Lives, Destiny of Souls, and what I consider one of his best is Journey of Souls, and also Brian Weiss, who wrote Messages from the Masters, which is also one of my favorite books. What was really awesome was I started to realize that each encounter guided me to another more enlightening circumstance, and it was really incredible. When you are open to the universe and you relax and allow it to yield for you, amazing things will take place in your life. I was so excited that I would literally share with anyone who would listen to me, never mind the fact that my audience typically typically would consist of my mother since she was the only one who would stop long enough to listen to me. I found that what I had to share was too woo-woo for most people, and they would stare at me like I was a vampire. And back then, that wasn't considered a cool thing like it is today. No one wanted to listen, and they certainly did not want to believe in the shenanigans that I was doing. So I just quietly explored anything and everything I could get my hands on and quickly turned to this thing called meditation. And in honor of my quiet exploration, my first experience with meditation was with Kelly Howell's guided uh, meditation on cassette tape. I went all the way upstairs with my gigantic boombox, there were no iPods back then, went into the spare room and hid in the closet while I listened to her guide me through the forest, banned to the closet in fear that someone might see me. Moral of the story is, I quickly learned not to share my ideals because it often met with ridicule and teasing. Despite my awesome experiences that I was having, closet meditation and quiet exploring of the spirit realm, I quickly lost track of my great connection that I had. Life just really started to get in the way and things like stress, frustration, judgment and guilt quickly replaced the joy and elation that I was experiencing. But luckily a move across country helped me to get out of my rut and my intuition started to pick back up again and I just really started to open back up to it again. I bought um, a set of tarot cards, uh, more meditation CDs and started back on my journey. I was happy to see that by the middle of the 2000s it was becoming more acceptable to practice spirituality but I still needed to be very cautious because I, I now lived in the South which is a highly religious area. At its peak, I found that the law of attraction, meditation, yoga, and positive affirmations were my key to a happy life. What I wasn't aware of was divine timing and planetary shifts. In the fall of 2008, a planetary shift started to occur in my sign, Scorpio. I knew nothing about such things. It was only later, after consulting with world-renowned astrologer Tom Brady, that I found out that every 29 years, everyone goes through a chaotic, destructive shift when planets that are aligned in their signs are not good planetary alignments. Apparently, at this time, in late 2008, Saturn, Jupiter, and Uranus were all aligned in my sign, and for me, that meant shock, awe, and chaos. So my security was basically rocked. No matter what I did during this period, nothing would go right, and nothing I could do could control it. For me, it was a time in my life that was truly one of the hardest, most stripping, and alienated times of my life. Everything was an uphill battle, and I really had no support, 
relationships were strained, and my health was deteriorating. And it was really self-inflicted because everything around me was falling apart, and I didn't have any control or power over it. So I, I it just made me self-destructive. The, the, the worse things got, the more negative and frustrated I got. The good thing about this experience is that it really taught me a lot about myself and who I am as a soul to my core. I have a greater appreciation for things and for the people around me, but this experience created a residual energy or a pattern on me that has been very difficult to shake. I went from an abundantly happy person with tons of support to living this life of lack and having no support. And mentally, it has been hard to shift my so-called stinking thinking, as uh, I've heard before. can't remember who said that. But according to Tom, the planets moved out of this disastrous position in the middle of 2010 for me. Although I do feel more supported, less alone, and lighter, the experience definitely changed me. Positive thoughts and affirmations were terribly hard for me to believe in through this planetary shift because, simply put, they weren't working. As I recently wrote in the Zen Shocker blog post, each day with me in this period of my life was like a drug-induced, chaotic self-war of internal anarchy. It is a discipline that I have to teach myself every day to practice what I call safe spirituality, meaning positive and happy thoughts rather than self-destruction and and feeling a, a complete sense of hopelessness. During all of it, meditation has really been my savior. Even though I meditated while I was going through this period in my life, I realize now looking back, I was so frustrated and angry with everything that was going wrong in my life that I went into my meditation space with those residual energies. It was as if I were asking the universe to help me while at the same time completely canceling my order for those positive things that I was asking for because I was just drowning in negativity. What I find most funny about this thing called life is that I'm aware of the law of attraction, and I'm aware of positive affirmations. I'm also aware of my my energy around me. And I know how important it is in our, our the daily practice of our lives to do these things. And yet I still continue to be self-destructive and curse the universe for things that I ultimately was creating. It has been a very long journey for sure, and I'm nowhere near out of the woods. I'm slowly crawling my way through the brush, or as I often like to say, the water well. It has been a a great experience in so many ways because it has really taught me a lot about myself and others. Recently, I have added energy work by Carol Tuttle to my everyday meditation practices, and like 10 years ago, I'm really starting to feel things open up for me. I'm being guided to certain things and drawn to certain people. And for the first time in a long time, I feel the divine and I see its presence. And it's not because I didn't deserve positive things before. It's because I didn't allow it because of my negative thoughts and actions. I think it is safe to say that sometimes on our life journeys, the biggest obstacle that we often face is ourselves. And that's what this experience has taught me. My goal today and moving forward is to help all of you on your road to enlightenment. And hopefully seeing yourselves through my experiences will help you feel like you are not alone. Trust, believe, and know that you are worthy and know that you deserve to have the things that you desire. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope you've enjoyed our first podcast. If you'd like more information on Carol Tuttle's energy work, uh, the authors that I've mentioned, or Tom Brady's information, just email me. My email address is zenchakras at gmail.com. 
Or for more information, you can also visit our blog at zen-chakra.blogspot.com. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.